get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, Bunga fish, Angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to help you quickly before we start flying. And I want to make something very clear to you. What the Lord said was to organize this. And it's simply against on. And if you don't take it seriously, you cannot hold God responsible. You will know that you are responsible. That is not to scare anybody or to make you afraid. God shows us things before they come. And when he shows you these things, he wants you to do something about it. Many times, he reveals it to his children, but they don't do anything about it. And it still happens. Of course, there are things that you cannot do something about. God just shows it to you to prepare you. But there are many, many times, a lot of times, when God shows something to you, it's for you to do something. Don't expect him to do something. You'll be wasting your time. Why? Because he has given you the authority here on earth to change things. So it will be self-deception to say, oh Lord, do something. Oh, you will waste your time. Don't waste your time. And then, don't play with revelations, visions from God. Don't play with them. Because that's God's way of communicating to you about that thing. And then when you decide not to do anything about it, that will be your own business. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone in this place. That their heart will be able to grasp these truths now. In the name of Jesus. They will receive it into their spirits. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, thank you Lord for utterance. Thank you for the teaching anointing. Thank you Lord because it will help them greatly. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is no disobedient child among them. They will make use of these truths now. And change things in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Ha ha, Sanda, Gora, Paku, Sopri, Ito. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You think about it this way. Nobody ever want to have a child that he suffers, even if he doesn't, even if he didn't suffer to raise. And then at a particular time, 
death takes that child away. No mother wants that. No father wants that. It's not a good thing. I mean, even if your parent die at um, a particular age and they are not old enough, you will still feel bad. Not to talk of the children. Did you hear that story of that that family who struggle a lot to raise this boy, very intelligent boy? Oh, they put in so much just to raise him up. He wanted to be a lawyer. Yes, of course, he was intelligent. He could do it. And they knew that he could do it. But the parents were poor. But then they tried. They they poured everything they had just to send him to school. Oh, what a day it was. They felt like butterflies on the day of the matriculation. Oh, they felt so good. Because now this only child of theirs would at least bring them out of the poverty. Because now they've lived in abject poverty. The daddy didn't have the opportunity to go to school. The mother didn't have the opportunity to go to school. And now they have this child very intelligent. The future very promising. And then they poured all the could. There were time money just to ensure that he goes to school. And he did. He went to school. And he didn't, he didn't fail them. In the sense that his results were very encouraging. Oh boy, they were happy. They were proud of him. They felt it's worth it. It's worth it. And always, from his primary school to his secondary school, he was always at the top of the class. They knew him. Oh, super intelligentia. They knew him. And now, in the university, he was going to be a lawyer. And he came in, I believe, probably I told you this story before. And then he came in into that school. And started studying just like he was, as usual. He started doing well. He started doing well again. Everything going smoothly. Oh, people envied him. Now he was serious with school. Didn't have time for anything else. It was just academics. Why? Because of the pressure from home. Of course, directly and indirectly. Because if they didn't speak, he had eyes. He could see that they had to struggle through to send him money a lot of times. And sometimes they had to, to, they had to borrow money. They had to sell their things just to raise money for him. And then finally the day came. The day came that he was going to leave. And the celebration day, the convocation came. Oh! Oh, they invited their neighbors. Oh, what a day. Finally we are going to come out of this mess. Oh, thank God. We have thought that our, our, our family... Because in the whole of our family, extended, all of them, nobody has, has this kind of success. So finally, we'll have someone, at least, who will make the name of this family known. At least, oh, were they happy? Oh. And you see, put the right preparations in place. And now they're set 
to travel all the way to celebrate with this boy. But at last they got a call. A phone call. <laughs> From a friend of the boy, a close one. I said, sir, 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 there's something, there's trouble. What's the matter? What is it? So and so just collapsed. Collapsed? He just collapsed now. We're trying to get the gown. And then in the rush, he just collapsed. He just collapsed. My friend, what are you talking about? Maybe you should pour him some water. Maybe you should just help him out. No, just try to press his chest. Do something. Can you just do something? Well, we're pray. Do something. Oh, we, we, we tried all that, sir. We tried that. And the father couldn't take it. Are you serious? All right. All, all right. Stop now. Stop now. What is going on? What are we going to do? He didn't know how to tell the mother. The mother said, what is the problem? <laughs> he called back again. What is the matter? We just rushed him to the hospital now. And well, finally he got a call back that they lost the boy. The day that was supposed to be the day of their joy turned into the day of mourning. Oh, what a day it was. The woman felt like killing herself. The father had to be held back from committing suicide. It was a bad story. And because of it, many people talked it sortedly towards God. I said, God, how could you be this weakness? Well, they say God gives and it takes. So he gave them and took him. Why? Why should God? How could you be this wicked? Ah, ah. Some people have 10 children. They don't even have money to send them. You couldn't take any of those. You took this one, the only child. You are wicked. <laughs> Did God do it? No. It wasn't God. It wasn't God. You have to understand that there is an enemy out there. There is an adversary out there. There is an enemy that we all have to contend with. The Bible says, turn to Ephesians chapter number 6. Let me show it to you. Ephesians chapter number 6. Read it from verse, verse 10. If you do not have a Bible, make sure you look into someone else's Bible. Ephesians chapter number 6, reading from verse 10. Everybody read it. One to go. Hello? I didn't hear anything. Read it again, everybody. One to go. Good. Next verse. Did you hear that? Put on what? The whole armor of God. Next verse. Hello? That's verse 12. Now read verse 12, everybody. Uh-huh. Does it say, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against God Almighty, who gives and takes? Is that what you see there? No! Against principalities. It listed the four categories. Three 
of them operate in this realm. One operates in the heavenlies. And that's the highest. Another day I will talk to you about that. I don't want to start mentioning that. Okay. But these are the beings that we wrestle against. In other words, our war is not against human beings. Our war is against these principalities. There is an adversary out there. He's out to destroy you. Every one of us. The reason you're still here is because God has been protecting you. You know, I'm preaching the gospel now. Listen, those of us that are Christian, especially those that are serious in the house of God, the devil hates us with passion. With passion. If he could kill all of us, he would have, he could, he could have done it. But you know, he can't. Why? The reason is simple. Because we are walking with Jehovah. And when you are serious with Almighty God, you are protected. For instance, this is one of the benefits. He reveals things to you before it comes. And then he will inspire you to do something about it. And that's why I feel sorry for Christians who call themselves Christians, but they are not serious in the house of God. I feel so sorry for them. They, they just live their own life. They just want to carry the label Christian. You are, you have positioned yourself in such a way that an attack can get to you anytime. You may even say it's a lie. It will not happen. No, I believe in God. All right. It doesn't, it doesn't make it true. The question on my mind that I wanted to find out, which of course I found out, was why young people die. I think those who are old, the aged that should die. But why do young people die? I mean, think about it. If you got a suit, a suit of clothes, maybe you got it like two months ago or two weeks ago. You've worn it like twice, maybe. I mean, this, this is a good suit. Expensive. I mean, original. I'm not talking about you going somewhere to bend and select something. No. You got a real suit of clothes. And then it was expensive. It was the original that you got. And then you took it. You wore it twice. And then this time around, you wanted to put it on or check it for some reason. And then you see it. And then you notice that it's, it's torn. Or it's torn into a rag. You say, wait a minute. Did I make a mistake? No. Maybe I made a mistake. Is this the same sort of clothes? You wonder. You wonder. How come? It's new. And then you go back to your wardrobe and then right there you can find a particular suit of clothes there that you, you've had for maybe five years or ten years. It's still so nice and then you try to draw it, nothing, no shaking. How will you feel? The same way. There are those who are 90. There are those who are 80. They are not actually doing anything. Doesn't look like they are useful anymore. But they are still living. They are strong. But why should this 18 year old, this 20 year old, this 25 years old, why should this one be taken all of a sudden? Nothing happens by itself. There are reasons. And I'll give you three of those reasons now. It will help you. 
Listen. You've been deceived. If you looked in the mirror. And say I'm so beautiful. And you do all the posing. And you say oh God. And the way you look so beautiful. And others praise your beauty. It doesn't look like you're going to die. In the next 90 years. You are deceived. Beautiful people, beautiful girls die. Handsome boys die. Death does not respect beauty, handsomeness. Death does not respect your color. Doesn't respect your age. Let me tell you something quickly. Death is an angel. If you didn't know, know it now. That's what the Bible reveals. Death is an angel. Death is not something in the hair that just, you know, there is an angel called death. He's a spirit. And this angel has other angels that work for him. And these all other angels, they function the same way death angel functions. No difference. It's not one angel that goes everywhere. No. There are several angels. But they function for this one. And they all act the same way. And they don't have any respect for your nationality. For your color. The only thing they respect. And they tremble. And they bow at. Is Christ. Why? The Bible says he has the keys of hell. And of death. Because Jesus went and defeated death for us. That's why when you are in Christ and you carry that name, the fear. Now, not just carrying the name as in carrying it, but using it. Why do young people die? Number one, spiritual deafness. Spiritual deafness. How many times? How many times some of those that die? How many times have they heard? That they were not supposed to go in that direction. How many times have they been warned in their spirits. That on so and so day. Don't go out. You know. They they can't even hear it. They are Christians. They think all it means to be a Christian. Is to go to church and jump and jump and jump. And then. Did you go to church? I I don't miss church. I go every Sunday. You see. They think that's what it's about. There must be a relationship. Where you hear God for yourself. God is a kind God. He's gracious. He's a talking God. He always wants to tell you things. He doesn't want you to be in a mess before you now call him. He sees ahead of time. The Bible says he's the half and the omega. He sees the hand from the beginning. So he's already, he sees what will come up. He may not talk to you in words or voice. He, you, he will use things. Sometimes he will talk to you through your man of God. Like I gave instruction to this church about this. And if you have a pastor who doesn't hear, you are in double trouble. <laughs> you are in a mess, he's in a mess. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm not sure there should be a pastor like that, but there are. I know there are. <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody say, well, my pastor is not a prophet. Does he have to be a prophet to hear from God for his people? He doesn't have to be. 
Come on. How many of you know Pastor here, Adeboe? Is he a prophet? Does he hear? You must be joking. That's a pastor. And yet you can't be in his meeting. You, you will hear the Lord is saying. The Lord is saying. He's a pastor that hears from God. You don't have to be a prophet or an apostle to hear from God. It's just that the level may be deeper. Maybe you can have a prophet point at you and give you specific. But notwithstanding, the instruction will still come to a pastor and he will give it generally. The one... Alright, I don't want to talk about that today. But the point is spiritual deafness. Think about that incident that just happened. That got my attention. It got me thinking so much. This young, beautiful lady was going to get something at Mayfair. And then something happened. And that was his last day on earth. Oh, if she had heard something. If only somebody told her something. If only she had a pastor to, oh God. You know, sometimes you don't know the importance of a pastor. That's why I feel sorry for you if you don't have one. If only did she know that that would be her last day. Did she know? No, she didn't. She was not sick. No, it's because she was not beautiful. No, she was beautiful. If I go read about her, she was intelligent. She was that intelligent that not only was she in her, in her finals, according to what I heard, in the law school, she was also in the last stage of ICANN. That's how intelligent she was. And her friends knew her for it. Oh God. All oh, those years that she spent here. She had passed by the same road again and again. Did she ever know that this was where she would breathe her last breath? Did she ever know that the same road that she had passed by again and again? Did she know? Hey, well, whatever we be, we be. Shut up! It's not true. That's a lie from the pit. What do you mean whatever we be, we be? It's not true. You've got to make it be. What do you mean whatever we be, we be? My wife would have died. She's there. I would have lost her long ago. But she's still here. Because something was done. The devil tried several times. Not just once. Again and again. And every time he was defeated. We could have just said, whatever will be, will be. What? didn't need to happen. That's why I'm trying to let you know. It didn't need to happen. If only she heard something. See, see, smartness. Even if you didn't, you couldn't hear for yourself from God. Maybe because of your level, you're still growing. Spiritually, you have not grown. But then, you should have a pastor that can communicate with you. That's another privilege. Why you're being built in your spiritual work. At least there is somebody that is watching over you. That's the reason for spiritual father. He's responsible for that. A dear man of God told the story. One day, Pastor Yadeboy told the story of how one day he was traveling to a particular place, I believe a nation, and 
he, he was in that vehicle. Then, you know, he would go in, uh, with entourage. So, there was maybe a trailer, something coming. I think so. And then one of the policemen that were going with him stepped down to stop that trailer. Of course, any trailer that will have any sense should have seen the person from afar. And the guy came and the guy was waving that stop, stop because of this convoy. Stop. And that trailer cleared that man. And the man of God heard it. The man of God said, what? He was inside the car. Oh. He said he was like, oh Lord, that fellow is with me. Oh. Well, they rushed him to the hospital. He said, oh. Then after the program, he went back home and started talking to God. He said, Lord, he cannot die. Well, they said he's dead. Oh, he said, no. He started talking to the Lord. He said, you're going to have to do it because, oh, mother, go so pray. Because the fellow was with me. That's why you have to do it. And the Lord said, because you have, I'll do it. And they gave him a call again that the guy had revived. What if he didn't do anything? You see the privilege that guy enjoyed? There was a man of God there. You know, there is a relationship between a man of God and God. There's a, it depends on that man of God. There's a relationship that will make him talk to God on the behalf of those that are following him. Such that certain things cannot happen to them. Except if that guy is not truly really following. Except if he doesn't believe in him. Spiritual deafness. You don't hear anything. Because you have, you live a kind of life day in, day out. How could we hear? The only thing you love to hear are nonsense music, rubbish films. You sit in front and you want to hear anything. Oh, you are just in the same path. Number two, disobedience, disobedience to the spirit's voice. One group of people, they don't hear. Then there are others that at least they hear, maybe they get dreams, they, dreams, vision, or they have a pastor that will communicate to them, spiritual father, but despite that, some of them are still disobedient. That's why they die young. Say, what is it? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Well, uh, it was announced. Everybody must be here in church. There is something like we announced today's own now. You must be here. Make sure you come. Make sure you come fasting. You have a family member. Tell that fellow. You have, please come. You heard it from the altar. Nothing. Is it today we are hearing it? Listen. On Thursday while I was here, I saw two guys in this place. On Thursday while we were having that first day. Who were not going to live beyond five years time. In other words, between this year and five years, they are not going to be anymore. I announced it here. That's one, one. As I'm talking to you now, one of those guys are not here. He's not here. I saw someone else. Well, even as I'm talking now, there's someone in this place that you will not live be- beyond 55. 
You can only, how can you know things like that? Only by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God sees the future. So He reveals it. And yet you say, and they don't know. It's because of them you are calling the meeting. You say, make sure you are here. They don't know, but they will still argue. When something happens, why did God do it? Why did God do it? Which God? Your disobedience led you into it. If you want to prove smart, alright. So, disobedience to the Spirit's voice is another reason. Because you see, God loves you. He doesn't want his children dying like that. I say, anyway, I'm a Christian. If I die, I go to heaven. What have you done on earth? You think you just go to heaven. Go to heaven. What have you done on earth? You that you want to go to heaven. Have you won any soul yet? No. So where will you go and stay there in heaven? What is your usefulness? What will, what, there? What will you go and do for Papa God? You, you, you're going there. You want to hurry there. Okay. What are you going there to do? By the way, if, if you don't know, if you've not won any soul at all, and you think you're going there, say, I have a mansion. That song does not belong to you. Don't be deceived. You've not done anything in the house of God. Ha, my mansion is waiting. Oh no. Your haunt, hot, is it hot? They call it hot, is waiting. Not mansion. It doesn't belong to you. The Bible talks about crowns, and it says it's for soul winners. You think God is just for everybody. When I get to heaven, I will put my crown. You are winning no solo. So why do you want to hurry there? Instead of you to stay here, work for the kingdom, win souls, so that by the time you're checking out, you check out in the grand style. By the time you land there, they say, wow, general, the angels, welcome. Because there are a lot of people you've brought there. There are many more that are still coming behind you. They are coming in here just because of you. And you come in, there's a place ready. You're coming in, they say, wow. Over there, there are angels that attend to special people like me. Glory to God. There are angels that wait on them to serve them. Are you joking? My mansion is waiting. You. (laughs) Glory to God. Let me give you the last one quickly. The last reason, collision with wrong forces. Collision with wrong forces. Now, sometimes these forces are not necessarily wrong, but I want to tell you what I mean by collision. In other words, when you, you collapse, that may be your bye-bye. Sometimes you talk to someone nastily. You don't know who that person is. Sometimes you meet the right, the wrong girl and you have sex with that one. You just cut your life short. Or you meet the wrong boy. And sometimes too, you know, there is an accident. It just happened. And people perish. Find out. There is a young girl there. Where was she going? She was going to her boy's friend's house. No enough sense. No nothing. Deaf ears. She couldn't hear the Holy Spirit. No. Ah, where I'm going? Appetite. Oh, he's a boy. You are traveling. No fear of God. You are a Christian. Just know that as you are traveling, you don't really have any special protection. Because where you are going, did God send you there? The guy is in Ibadan. So he has, he just gave you a call. You come, come around the other way. Everybody. You've been traveling to Ibadan all the time. But this time around, you didn't know this was going to be the last journey. And it was the guy. Who, and the devil will so orchestrate it. Instead of you to hear, sometimes, even the Spirit of God gets your attention inside. Try to, but you don't, mm, you're thinking of that, the enjoyment. It will buy me suya. It will buy me, okay. 
you and tell you ah, there is this clothes, this dress that I just bought for you. We just come and get it. You are in trouble that way. The dress you will not get to wear. I will never be foolish in my life. Ask somebody, say, hope you are not foolish. What did the person say? Respond and say, I am not foolish. (laughs) Say, in fact, I'm so smart. And I think I'm smarter than you. (laughs) Because these words that are coming, they are coming right into my spirit. Glory to God. These are the reasons. Pollution with the wrong forces. For instance, you insult a man of God. That's, that's, you're in trouble. If he's truly anointed, you're in trouble. You don't, you don't do it. You don't. Go study the Bible. Or you insult your parents. After the Bible said, hey, honor them. If you want to live long, honor them. Is there written in the Bible? If you want to live long, then. That means if you want to live short, Dishonor them. And you do it, you think you're speaking in tongues, we change the word of God. No matter how heavy your tongues is, kappa, pompo, mama, da da da, it's not going to change it. Because you cannot disobey the word of God. And you expect God's protection. You must be joking. The Bible says the one that breaks the edge, serpents will bite. That's what the Bible says. These are the areas you need to correct. Stop living your life like there is no God anywhere. You, you, you actually, you may proclaim that there is God, but you're living your life like there is no God. But you say there is God. Do you believe there is God? Yes, there is God. Do you believe Jesus? Yes, I believe in Jesus. But you're actually living your life like there is no God. Oh. That means you are the God of your life. And we'll see how much you can protect yourself since you are the God of your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, so this, let this be your wisdom. Adjust in these areas. Stop pursuing shadows. You have a beautiful future. Life is sweet. Listen, the only set of people that will tell you life is terrible are poor people. The only set of people that will tell you, I don't know what is in this life. <laughs> this life is not rubbish, it's just rubbish, it's useless. They don't have money. For somebody who has money and is enjoying life, it feels like, oh God, I don't want to die now. I do, I mean, this is not the right time to die. I mean, with all the enjoyment, oh, that's why they spend a lot of money, they don't care. Say the guy, the woman has got cancer. Cancer, don't worry, I'll fly everywhere, everywhere I can. Start pouring money. I must be healed. I, I don't want to die now. Say, Mama, you are 80. Say, shut up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Why? He's enjoying life. You too will still enjoy life. I'm telling you, you don't limit yourself oh, to this present situation. Look at your future that is bright. Think about it. And say, no, I don't think I want to die. No, no, no. I'm not ready for that now. Why should you be the one that will die young? Why? Why should you be the one to cause people pain and tears? Why? No. You say, not me. I'm going to live long. Enjoy life. 
And when rapture comes, you just yank me out of here. That one is better. That age 40, you're gone. Just when you are beginning to enjoy life. Put your right hand on your head. And say, I refuse in the name of Jesus to die prematurely. Say, I refuse in the name of Jesus to die prematurely. Say, I refuse in the name of Jesus to die prematurely. Say, I refuse in the name of Jesus to be a victim of sudden death. Listen, let me tell you one of the benefits of sudden death. It will make you popular instantly. Do you want that kind of benefit? They didn't hear your name, not you. Just think about that fellow. They didn't hear her name. Nobody knew her except her friends until she died. Now she's on the internet. Why, oh God? Now her name is everywhere. Her pictures, those ones that she posts, nobody to see. Now they are seen because of death. You know, sometimes because you are healthy, nothing. So you don't really think, can it happen? Even those that lock themselves inside the room, they are not going anywhere. Death still visits. I told you, death is an angel. Still visits them. Right in the room. Say, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> With this story I've heard, nowhere. They call you, say, would you go for lectures? <laughs> no lectures at all. I will just be here. If you go out now, Kara, if you go out now, this, if you go out, uh, so I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> that was just the method that he used for the other ones. There are those that just sleep and refuse to wake up. At least you can't hold your sleep. See, I will not sleep. Is it me? I will not sleep. <laughs> okay. Listen, today, by the time we start praying, Take it seriously for yourself. You're going to pray because you have the power to deal with it. The Bible says Jesus has the keys of hell and of death. I quoted it before and I'm saying it again. In other words, Jesus has the authority. And that authority he has given it to you. So you can decide. Hey, do you know one of the biggest things the Bible shows us? It's not even the greatest truth, but it's a truth. It's a great, great truth. Is that you can decide when to go. Have you ever studied that in your Bible? Is there. Paul was discussing with his people. He, he, he was, what can you, a human being on earth? He said, I don't know whether I should still stay with you guys or I should go. If I stay, it will profit you. Why? Because he will still have to teach them. But if I go, ah, it's very good. Oh, I enjoy there. Human being says, I don't know whether to stay or to go. That means, that means he could decide. Ezekiah under the whole testament was not born again. Didn't have the Holy Ghost living in him. And yet the guy stopped God. God said, God sent a prophet with all his beers to go and announce to that man. Say, you are dying. Part your sins. And the prophet just turned away. And prophets, when they say something, it comes to pass. He has said it and it's going. But the guy said, the guy didn't say, please beg him for me. Can you please beg him for me? No. He turned to the world. That's what the Bible says. And he prayed to God. He said, no, 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 no. If I die now, you get nothing. So, no, 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 you can't, I can't, I'm not ready. In other words, I'm not ready. And that prophet was still going. 
And the Lord spoke to him and said, turn back. Why, 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 Lord? Go tell that guy I had it 15 more years. Oh. Oh, glory to God. Ah! I am not a victim. I'm not helpless. See, I refuse to be helpless. I refuse to be a victim. So brothers and sisters, when we start praying now, by the time we start now, listen, the Lord told me, things will begin to happen in this place. There will be deliverances, mighty deliverances. Things will be happening. All I'm just asking you to do is to pray with the whole of your heart. Do not be distracted. Don't look at anybody else. And don't pray with fear. Did you hear what I said? Don't pray with fear. To pray with fear means you are shaking. <laughs> I don't want to die, oh Lord. Oh, no, no, no. No! Pray with authority. You take charge. When the prayer point is called, forget everybody else. That girl is looking at me. You are deceiving yourself. When you die, she will not see you. That boy, that boy has been sighting me. I think I shouldn't do so much. It's shepherd, 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 shepherd. It's shepherd, shepherd, shepherd. The devil is deceiving you. Don't care about anybody. Why? Because this program is just for you. The Lord has so designed it to elongate your life. The Lord has so designed it to help you. Listen, the Bible says, a fall at your side. 10,000 at your right hand. That means, he says, with your eyes you will see like this. The reward of the wicked, but it will not come near you. That means irrespective of what is happening, it will not touch you. You will be completely out while you've taken care of things. Glory to God. That's why some people want to enter the wrong bus. They are just about to enter. And then God just too fat. You can't see them. Ah, let me shift now. No, you can't. And they just step back. And someone else thinks, oh, my luck. And gets in. And that thing dries off. But accident was waiting. But God saved you. Instead of you saying, Lord, why is this favor following me? No! It's not this favor. God has favored you. Why? You know why it's happening? Because you've taken care of your path. So your steps are just ordered of the Lord. When you were supposed to make the wrong decision. These mistakes. God will just have a way of just helping you. Because you can't hear, you see. So we stir somebody up to just push you. Somebody will just shout at you like hatred. Or somebody will just say, quick, please. No, 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 wait. Like, sorry, I had a woman. A woman wanted to sit in front. And a pastor was sitting there. And the woman came. And said, I can't sit at that just one seat anyway to go. I can't sit at that. I can't sit there. And then say, is this front? Ah, the man was wondering. Ah, so what should I, should I step down and go sit there? I said, ah, madam, sit here now. Say, no. Is that place. When I'm trapped, I love to sit in front. And the man of God, as humble as he is, just steps down. Says, okay. And goes to the back. He didn't feel good about it, but he did it anyhow. And then he sat at the back. When the accident happened to die, that man of God was saved because of where he was seated. 
Because what was coming was coming in front. I crushed both she and the driver. The three of them in front. Crushed them. She. Didn't the Bible say it? The Bible says the wicked will be a ransom for the righteous. That's me, glory! Woo! I would never die like chicken. Never die like a candy. Never. In the name of Jesus. Well, stand to your feet now. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 0114 389. Thank you and God bless you.